Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I was at a table with referees. This is like a room full of accountants. Spicy! And they asked about Connor Bedard, and they laughed. Remember that night that I yelled at, in the bubble at Bob? Great call, Bobby! I yelled it at the referee because he called a penalty shot in favor of the Regina Pats. Well, it's an empty arena, so like <laughs> your voice will just echo and echo and echo. Yeah, they heard you for sure. That was pretty funny. Good call, Bobby! This is the Rod Peterson Show. Happy Monday, Canada. Welcome to the RP Show. It, um, it sure is Monday. I tell you what, we're broadcasting live from the beautiful beach house in Pompano Beach, Florida. We're back here for the first time, if you can believe, since I think September is the last time that we were broadcasting from this beautiful place. And thank you, Thad, for inviting us down. You're going to be hearing a lot about Thad coming up over the next couple hours. We're going to the NHL's Bermuda Triangle for the other half of the program, and that is the co-host. And uh, President and CEO of DuPont Media, Darren Moose. DuPont, how you doing, Moose? I'm doing great. Yeah, happy Monday. How's the beach? Well, it's great. But I tell you what, there's a reason, sir, they call it the Sunshine State. Okay, there, there's a reason. And it is bright as blazes here. I don't think I'm going to be taking these shades off for the next two hours. And But, hey, we're having fun. It's hard to believe almost that it's hockey season. Still, not for the Leafs. Sorry, we're going to get into that. But holy smokes, man, being at the beach in 31-degree weather is, uh, is something else. But um, we don't have photos to go through this weekend. I feel like we're just going to jump right into what we're going to talk about today. I can tell you that two NHL greats are our analysts on the program today, our guests. L.A. Kings great Charlie Sh- uh, Simmer and Kings and Rangers great Bernie Nichols are going to be with us to break down the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I know you guys don't necessarily know who Charlie Simmer is. You would know Bernie Nichols because we've had him on the show uh, the last couple of weeks. But Charlie Simmer, Darren, you've watched Cheers, right? You're a fan of Cheers? Of course. Yeah. He's the Sam Malone of the 1980s National Hockey League. Charlie Simmer. Okay, played for the L.A. Kings. Married a Playboy playmate. He did color for the Calgary Flames just a few years ago on television. And although the Kings never won that much back in the 1980s, he was always a winner when he took to the ice in that yellow gold Kings jersey with the purple crown on it. And he was one part of the, what they call it, triple crown line with the LA Kings. So we got lots to talk about with Charlie Simmer coming up later on in the program. But Director Jordan, can you please hit the quick six show topic for me? And by the way, Yeoman's work to director Jordan for getting as much as he can, the sun figured out here in the lighting and so forth, and I'll stop talking about it and get into what happened with the NHL weekend leftovers. And honestly, Darren, out of all the game summaries I could read, in this morning's morning skate from NHL.com, the PR website, this is the thing that I picked out the most. This is what they said. After two weeks of mayhem, In the first round that featured the third most games in a round in NHL history, 
14 elimination games, 19 comeback wins. That's 30 37% of all games. Six teams erasing a series deficit to come back and win this series. The hockey world will take a day off to catch its breath Monday before dropping the puck on round two of the 2022 Stanley Cup playoffs. And obviously, the Rangers won in overtime on Sunday to eliminate Pittsburgh in Game 7. The Flames scored in overtime. Johnny Hockey, they beat Dallas in overtime and move on to round two. And then from Saturday, of course, your Leafs lost out to uh, Tampa Bay. It was a wild weekend in the National Hockey League. It was not. And Charlie Simmer just logged in. Of course, of course. Not your problem. He is only logging in 40 minutes early. Monday. <laughs> it's been a day. <clears throat> okay, you guys tell us when uh, we got Moose back. So I'll read what happened on Sunday. Artemi Panarin scored a power play goal 446 into overtime, and the New York Rangers beat the Pittsburgh Penguins 4-3 Sunday night to advance to round two. Mika Zabinajad had a goal and two assists, and Chris Kreider and Ke'Andre Miller also scored for New York, who got their third straight comeback win after trailing 3-1 in the series. So you wouldn't have seen, Darren, what just happened, but hockey's Sam Malone just logged in and knocked you off the air. You didn't see him, did you, on the camera, did you? No, because when somebody else logs in, here's what I get on my end. It freezes, right? And so I thought, you know, Rod's got a spotty connection at the beach house, and I'm rambling on about my thoughts on the playoffs, and I'm like, oh, my God, Rod froze. I'm going to have to fill here for a while. <laughs> and then I noticed I was frozen. Exactly the opposite. Exactly. Yeah. Sam Malone logged in early. So I'm sure Clark's telling him, please, because he can't wait to get on and talk hockey, right? But we got 30 minutes to kill before that. And Clark says we're good now. By the way, God bless Thad, who's watching right now. I'm just going to stop for a minute. What I did was I just read the Rangers score and result. And by the way, Biznasty from Spittin' Chicklets, I don't know if you saw his tweet this morning, but Biznasty saying that the Rangers got handed the series and they're going to be worked by Carolina in round two. And I've got Carolina winning the series, I think I said in five He's saying the officiating handed it to the Rangers. I'm not sure I would go that far with Biz Nasty, but whatever. <clears throat> and as far as the Flames uh, last night, Johnny Gaudreau, as I mentioned, scored 15.09 into overtime. Calgary beat Dallas 3-2. And let's forget about that because it just sets up the Battle of Alberta. I'm not going to look back. Flames and Oilers are going to meet in round two for the first time since 1991. I will look back, though, to Saturday night. So, Thad, you've heard me talk a lot about Thad, the general manager here at the Beach House. He's become my new bestie. I want to say he's my hockey spirit animal. He brought down this Aaron Ekblad bobblehead for today's show. If I could find a place to put it, I, you right? Your jaw just dropped. And I think he's got a few of these, Thad. I'm not sure. Like, I'm not sure he's going to get it back. But the other thing is he watches Steve Dangle, Darren, somewhat religiously. So I said to Thad on the weekend, why do you watch that guy? He can't even skate. And Thad's like, I don't know. He's, he's funny. He goes, it's the only post-game wrap-up that I can get anywhere. So he watches Steve Dangle, and he said that Dangle literally cried on his post-game YouTube show Saturday night after the Leafs game. So I don't know. I don't assume you were watching Steve Dangle. Maybe you were watching him cry. Or maybe you were crying yourself, Darren. Um, that's the only way I'm going to look back is to talk about the Leafs and Lightning Game 7 and Tampa advancing. 
Yeah, no, I wasn't crying after that game. Like I told you, I, I'm pretty good at flushing. It went for a walk around the block after. It's a beautiful Saturday night. And away we go. It, it's, it's funny because Leaf fans now, well, I don't know. I, I'm not going to speak for all of them, but they're, you know, we look at the game and I think, you know, we, we watch that game and you see all the things John Cooper said and Steve Stamco said and the lightning and the hockey world. I mean, you're pretty proud of the way you played in that series right? Good series. You, you're playing the two-time defending cup champions. Tampa still has all the tools to win another cup as well. So you don't feel that bad. But on the other hand, you lost again in the first round, you know, five straight years, haven't won a series now, what in 18 or it'll be 19 years since they've won, gotten out of the first round of the playoffs. So you have to be disappointed, but you, it's hard to point fingers and figure out where it went wrong. Cause it wasn't, they blew it. They got beat, and I think you're a little happier when, when you got beat by a better team. Well, a lot of people uh, watching in Toronto and Eastern Canada and Leafs fans right now, you, like I've, ne I've said many times, I've never lived in Toronto for a day. I've never cheered for the Leafs for even a minute. So I can't speak to the pressure that's on that team, but I, I did see Ke Kelly Rudy after the game <laughs> putting his hands up on the Hockey Night in Canada panel saying, nobody should be fired coming out of this. Like, whew, clearly it's a thing. And I love the fact that the Leafs feel, if we don't win the Stanley Cup, somebody needs to be fired. But I'm like, um, entitled much? You haven't won a Stanley Cup since the advent of color television and you want to fire somebody because you haven't won the Stanley Cup. Okay. Uh, by the way, <clears throat> another thing, on that game, and I don't mind, I don't mind spending some time on the Leafs because we do have a lot of viewers in Eastern Canada, as I said. Austin Matthews led the Leafs in hits the other night. And as the game was going along, I'm like, it looks like Austin Matthews is leading the Leafs in hits. By the time the game was over, he did with four. The game was over, Austin Matthews hit more people than anybody else wearing a Leaf uniform. Just so you know, later that night, Connor McDavid had the second most hits on the Edmonton Oilers. Zach Cassian had the most, but McDavid also was scoring. So, I mean, God bless Austin Matthews, and I've become a huge fan. Believe me, I get it. You got a 60-goal score leading the team in hits. Did somebody else want to show up and lay the body on? Are you leaving? Over to you. I know. Well, they, they, after game, what, one and two, they, they took out Kyle Clifford and Wayne Simmons out of the lineup, and they never returned, right? Completely shut them down. That's the game the Leafs wanted to play early on in that series was try and be physical, intimidate Tampa, and you realize pretty quickly, Tampa's been to this dance before. You're not intimidating the Tampa Bay Lightning out of anything. So go back to a speed and skill game and, and not a physical one, and that was the best chance they had to win the series was to beat them, you know, heads up with skill. and. At the end of the day, they couldn't do it. Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know. Again, it being Monday, my screen's freezing, and I think it's because it's too hot here. I know. Don't pray for me, please. Um, <laughs> by the way, promotional consideration for the RP Show brought to you in part by Bronco Plumbing and Heating, the preferred plumbing, heating, and cooling place of the RP Show. Find out everything you need to know about our services financing, product information, and more at broncoplumbing.com. I can't get to the viewer comments right now because it's <laughs> either the Wi-Fi is slow, which it doesn't seem to be. I think we seem to be running okay here. 
but the restaurant's filling up. There's going to be more people in here. My computer's running a little slow. So I will move on to round two predictions. Here are mine, and then I want to get yours. The Battle of Alberta, I'm actually glad I'm not going to be there. For 40 years in my life, I needed to be where the action is. For the last decade, I don't need to be where the action is. There's going to be deaths. There's going to be, no, that might be an exaggeration, but there's going to be fights in the streets. There's going to be a lot of ill will. I don't want to be around it. I'm going to tell you that the Flames will win in six games. Sorry. Sutter Hockey, baby. Built for this time of year. They're a deeper team. They're going to run the orders out of the ring physically, and they've got just enough skill to score when they need to, and they've got far better goaltending. Flames in six. Colorado, St. Louis, I'll take the abs in six. Carolina, New York Rangers, Carolina actually in six, because the Rangers do seem to have some sort of mojo going, but not as much as Carolina. It'll be a six-game series. And then Tampa Bay, Florida, Panthers in seven. I maintain the Lightning have lost their hunger. Um, there's not as, and they're now facing the number one team in the NHL, the Florida Panthers, who are arrested somewhat since clinching on Friday, and they don't have near the pressure on them that the Leafs have. Florida, like one one hundredth of the pressure Florida faces compared to Toronto. That's why I think they win in seven. So those are my predictions. Write them down. Flames in six, six Canes in six, Panthers in seven. You. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much with you on most of those picks. I think the Canes will win in in uh, five. I think that one's going to go fast uh, a little bit faster. I think the Oiler Flames series will go seven, but I'll also give the edge to Calgary. I got Colorado in five as well um, in their series. Everything else pretty much lines up. I think that Panther Tampa series is going to be probably the best series of the round. Um, I'm trying to think of where I disagree with you. I don't think there's. I really don't think that there's anywhere that I disagree with you. And that kind of sucks for television, but it's the truth. I'm sorry, did you touch on Flames Waters? What did you say? Yeah, I think, it goes, I, think it goes, I think it goes seven, and the Flames win in seven at home. Well, it's a perfect time to bring up today's poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Who wins the round two series between the Flames and Oilers? 62% of respondents saying the Calgary Flames. 62% of respondents saying the Calgary Flames will win this round two. Battle of Alberta, the first such series since 1991. Just a couple minutes left in this uh, segment, and then we'll continue the chat, and we'll talk about the CFL, what's the latest there, and everything else in the world of sports. I'll tell you that this star of the day for Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions was Three Down Nation's Justin Dunk, who predicted a CFL strike would happen, and it has. Don't doubt that, kid. A lot of people do. They just don't learn. We'll see who today's Rockstar of the Day is between Bernie Nichols or Charlie Simmer. But the Rockstar of the Day for Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions, they specialize in improving your company's performance and bottom line through supply chain management services. I want to get a note on the Blue Jays. Matt Chapman's throwing error allowed Tampa Bay to break a scoreless tie in this sixth inning, and the Rays went on to beat the visiting Toronto Blue Jays 3-0 Sunday in Major League Baseball. Jeffrey Springs combined with four relievers on a five-hitter for the Rays, who took two of three off Toronto. The Jays will hope to turn things around when they host the Seattle Mariners tonight, 7.07 Eastern at Rogers Center. And after the CFL and CFL Players Association broke off negotiations on a new collective bargaining agreement Saturday, 
The union directed players from seven of the league's nine teams to participate in a work stoppage. Everybody's afraid to use the term strike. I don't know why, but they're afraid to say it. It's a strike. They're on strike, okay? However, players from the Stampeders and Elks reported to their respective teams' camps on Sunday since they won't be in a legal strike position until later this month as per Alberta's labor laws. So when we come back, we'll spend far more time on that. And if you notice, Moose, from the NFL, Drew Brees is talking about coming out of retirement. So we still got a lot of things to get to. This is the warm-up. You're watching the RP Show live from Pompano Beach House in Pompano Beach, Florida on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Another beautiful day in South Florida as we crack the lid on a brand new week. It is episode number 757 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. And uh, it's funny, we do talk, as they say, a lot of Canadian sports, but those sports happen to be American sports too, like the National Hockey League. But Taco Time is reserved primarily for Canada. And did you know Taco Time's been around for over 40 years? In the Great White North, this iconic brand and a Canadian favorite serves over 3.2 million burritos, 2.5 million tacos, and over 1 million Mexi fries every year. We'll be back in the Great White North one week from today as we kick off week-long coverage from the Centennial Cup National Junior A Hockey Tournament in the beautiful city of Esteban. If we can bring the moose in now, the lovely and talented co-host of this favorite program, um, I'm going to get to the CFL chat in a moment, other than to say one thing. Setting up to do the show, and it's always new people. Moose, you've worked in the restaurant chain. I've worked in the restaurant chain. There's a lot of turnover, right? And I said, we haven't been on the air here since September. There was a guy helping me out today, John, originally from New York, got down here with his military career, and he settled in Miami because he loved it so much. And he says, Canadian sports, huh? What do you talk Canadian sports? I said, I don't know, like the National Hockey League? He goes, yeah, 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 you talk CFL? And I'm like, well, yeah. He goes, why? I watch the CFL. I know that guy, that guy from the 90s. I said, Flutie? No, 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 the other guy. Garcia? No, 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 the other guy. Set all the records. I said, Warren Moon? He's like, yeah, 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 Moon. That's the guy, Moon, Warren Moon. I said, well, that's the 80s. But what it really struck to me, Moose, was what does he remember about the CFL? The players. Ding, 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 ding. Tell them what he's won, Bob. The guys that are currently getting shafted right now by the CFL owners here into day two of the strike. Couple notes coming across my phone. One, the Vegas Golden Knights have fired their head coach, Peter DeBoer. Let's just pack that, put it up here for later. And the other, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders announcing they've canceled today's practice. So clearly this is a day-by-day thing, right? They don't they're not canceling a block, a week of practices. It's each day's practice. But they're all afraid to say that they're on strike. And where is it? Tacona Pally's watching in Winnipeg. He says, striking is not politically correct now, Rod. It incites violence, unlike work stoppage. LOL. Are you joking? To Really? <laughs> you can't be fat anymore because it'll hurt their feelings. So 
We can't say strike because it's going to start a war, so we're going to say works. It's a strike. And to be honest, um, I've got a million thoughts, but I'm sure you do too. And you're one half of this show. I mean, how do you feel about the fact they're on strike? Did you think it would get this far? I didn't. I didn't think it would get this far. And I'm not going to predict, you know, exactly. I'm not going to say I can predict the future. But now one update on that on the on the teams announcing, I think the riders you mentioned announcing the cancellation of practice, they've now said all practices are canceled from now until forever. Once we have hmm. uh, a, an actual practice going to happen, we'll send out a new schedule. So the existing schedule done, scrapped it. So that's an interesting development. Um, we thought maybe it was going to be wrapped up soon. We hear that, you know, the two sides are actually really close, that the informal talks are happening and that there's only a few little details now to iron out. But on the other hand, we didn't think it would get this far. So, I mean, I don't want to say that it's not going to continue on and put the preseason games in jeopardy and potentially week one. But uh, you know, right now we have no idea what's going to happen. I want to remind our viewers, of course, they know it because they're watching, but we are on Game Plus Television live across all 10 provinces and 31 states, but also streaming on YouTube as a service for those that don't get that cable package. But if you don't get it, what's wrong with you? There are questions coming in, and I'll get to those in a second. There's just one thing that sort of dawned on me with regards to this strike. I'm casually following what I'm seeing. I don't necessarily believe some of the insiders with what they're saying because I know that they're paid mouthpieces of the owners. So I don't really trust that. When Brett Lowther, the kicker of Saskatchewan, comes out and says we're standing up to the old boys club that is the CFL, I get a little more time for that because that's coming right out of the horse's mouth. But what I think the fans don't understand, whether this is different than an NFL strike or an MLB strike, which canceled some of spring training this year, as you know, they're not fighting over millions and billions of dollars. They're fighting over, like, no money. Really big difference here. This isn't necessarily greed. They're fighting over league survival. Do you have any thoughts on that take before I answer some of these viewer uh, questions, Darren. It's different than the the big league strikes. For sure, it is. It makes it you know that much more serious too, because you know we're talking about you know real serious dollars that affect people's ability to to provide. Right? I mean, these are finite dollars. This isn't a big deal. So every percentage, you know, five percent, ten percent, even two, three percent, is a significant amount of money uh, to the players. It, it um, yeah, it, it's a very big deal. We're not sitting here fighting over millions and billions, that's for sure. The, uh, and the thing is, I don't have a lot of time for it because it should have been wrapped up before we got this far. And as far as the old boys club of the CFL, it's really what the CFL's big problem is. I guess it'll be in my commentary tomorrow. I was going to do it on the, the The hockey has just been so good. If you listen on Cat Country or Rock 98 or read it on our website, I had to talk about the Stanley Cup playoffs because they have got their act together. This old boys club of the CFL has gotten them to where they are. They still run the CFL. And the lack of innovation, advancement, evolution is why they don't have any money, <laughs> right? And they're saying we're not going to have any extra money for at least five years. So I wonder where Amar Dolman, the new BC Lions owner, or Victor Kui, the new president of the Edmonton Elks, sit in this. They're not sitting at the adults' table. Okay, They haven't earned a chair at the adults' table yet. So they're sitting back watching what the old boys are doing, going, 
I would think if they have a heart and they have some common sense, but these old boy CFL owners are like, hold my beer. These guys have always fallen for this. Now they're not. Um, to the viewers, Greg S. Watching on YouTube says, hey, Rod and Darren, do you think the Leafs have a problem that needs fixing? I'm just trying to get through his whole comment here. Do you think the Leafs... I can't find the rest. Well, I do think they have a problem that needs fixing, and I guess if you need to read between the lines, do I need to bonk them right between the eyes? They still have an absence of heart in here. That's what I think the Leafs' problem is. Austin Matthews doesn't have that, but clearly a lot of them don't. And which, by the way, watching the third period the other night in the Leafs' lightning game, they were double-shifting Matthews, Marner, and whoever else is on that line. Double-shifting them. Remember Babcock and... The third period against Boston when they blew that lead, he was criticized for not playing his stars enough. Bernie Nichols said it the other day, they need to play those guys more. They still played those guys more, but they couldn't get it done in the end. What, what do you think the Leafs' problem is? 100%. You're, you're, you nailed it. Like, without a doubt, it's, it's the heart, and you got to learn how to win. And, you know, until you learn, you're going to keep losing. And they're going to keep losing and keep losing. I don't. I think the question he's asking is about personnel and things like that. I don't think there's an issue there. I mean, they've changed more personnel over the last decade than anybody, right? Changed coaches, changed personnel, always trying to blame other things for the problem, right? And trying to find these quick fix solutions. The problem's in here. So there's not much that needs to change with the group. They just need to figure out how to how to win. check on the clock here got a lot of things going on as we always my computer is like it's either about to melt or something's going on and again pray for me that it's 31 degrees with the humidity here in south florida i know i know well, they don't ask much of me eh ted and right. red deer uh ted and red deer watching says hey rod who are the old boys sask hamilton toronto Saskatchewan's elite doesn't have a seat at the big boys' table either. It's, we see what we're reading. It's Hamilton's president, Scott Mitchell. It's Winnipeg's president, Wade Milner, are the guys that are leading the negotiations with the players. That's what I read. And it used to be David Braley. Like, David Braley wasn't just a member of the old boys' club. He was the founder, the CEO, the chairman of the board. That was Braley. But he's gone now. <laughs> so it's from what we hear, it's Hamilton and Winnipeg. Saskatchewan doesn't have a seat at the big boys' table. I don't believe, not anymore. Um, well, Don Mitchell in uh, Ottawa, or sorry, our Navy friend Don Mitchell just asked the same thing. Do these big boys have names? Those are the names from what we hear. And as a guy that's been covering this league since 1991, I got a pretty good handle of how things go. Jack Fulton watching in Calgary, or sorry, uh, Vulcan Alberta says, beating the players down and trying to keep them there has a term that I won't use in the interest of being politically correct. I'm all for the players. Actually, I read a very interesting blog this morning by a guy by the name of Ryder Prophet. You've probably heard of him. And he says, I blog on the side. I work in labor relations for full time. He said, everything that's going on here is just a gigantic game of chicken. He says, who blinks first? But he goes, neither side wants to win games, and there will be a game, or there is a game scheduled one week from today, Winnipeg at Saskatchewan. So he said, I will 100% guarantee this strike is over by next 
Monday because there's a game that nobody wants to miss. And to be honest, that was the best coverage that I'd read. And here's a guy with really no skin in the game. Again, I don't believe the league insiders and the media because I know who's in their ear and the players I have a little more time for because they're a lot more. They are on it. But these guys, I mean, we get sucked in all the time. You know, the owner saying to the players, well, we don't need to meet till the week before the training camp. We, our problems aren't that big. Well, huh? for it again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some things don't change most. No, they don't. And now we're here, right? And now we figure out. And I look at the game one week from today. If they don't get on the field right away, how are they going to be in a position to, to be prepared to play and actually put a team on the field. I mean, they'll they'll put a team on the field with three days of, of practice. But I mean, geez, we got to get on the field if that's even going to be a hope to play next week. Well, I saw that they need to be uh, by Wednesday. If they're not on the field by Wednesday, they won't be able to play. But I'm not. I don't. There's so much bunk and fake news. I don't believe much of it from the viewers talking about leagues that actually play. Chad Isaac, Flames fans, says the thing I love about the Flames is they don't have a number one guy. They have a team that can put up points anytime and a lot of heart. They're already talking about the Battle of Alberta, and the series hasn't even started yet. Uh, the viewers, the last I saw, 68% voting for the Calgary Flames will win this latest Battle of Alberta series, the first time they've met since 1991. From Andrew Stute, Canadians fans, says, I think they have one more year with that group. Matthews, 23-24 season, again, just my opinion. It's always just one more, just one more, just one more. But they don't want to fire anybody. They don't. Nobody wants to fire GMs. Nobody wants to fire coaches. And I don't think anybody's going to get fired in Toronto either because they did. Did they not have a franchise record season for points, Darren, as a team? Yeah, they did. And I mean... That's unfortunate. I mean, you look at it. You took the def two-time defending cup champs to game seven, lost by a goal. We're up in the series. I mean, it's there wasn't this big implosion. There wasn't uh, this huge failure, even though you didn't win a playoff series again. It's it's really weird, you know. And, and I think all those teams in the East that all had 100-plus points. I mean, you can't be that upset if you're Pittsburgh or, you know, if you're any Boston or these teams that lost out Washington, right? They're all They're all had great years. Hmm. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to read a sports update. And we're going to bring in Bernie Nichols. I'll see you back here in an hour two. All right. Sports update live from the Beach House Pompano. Buffalo and Colorado claimed game one of this weekend's NLL Conference Finals in the best of three series openers. Colorado down San Diego 14-12. And Buffalo got past Toronto 18-17. Game two goes this weekend in Denver and Hamilton. In Canadian Premier League action over the weekend, a pair of doubleheaders. Saturday, Forge and Atletico tied 1-1. Pacific beat Edmonton 2-1. Then on Sunday, the Wanderers tied my favorite team, the Calgary Cavalry, 2-2. And Valor Blank York 1-0. The Niagara River Lions announced today the 16 players that will report to the 2022 training camp. Players went through combine testing this weekend as well as medicals and will begin practice today for the Canadian Elite Basketball league 2022 the camp is set to take place beginning may 16th to the 23rd before the team departs for saskatchewan for the season opener this sports update for ballers rec room check out our brand new line of games 
For the Tap Brew House and Drive Through Liquor Store, and for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. We will be back with Bernie Nichols after this timeout. You're watching the RP Show live from Beach House Pompano on the Game Plus TV network, streaming live on YouTube. And if you missed any of the show, you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. It is the RP Show, live from Pompano Beach House. If you are in South Florida, check this place out. It's gorgeous. And uh, they've invited us down to do more sports talk today. And Thad, the general manager, even, can say he dug this Aaron Eckblad bobblehead to the cause? I feel like he has, Thad. You let me know. So Bernie Nichols is uh, the NHL ambassador for Bet Regal, our exclusive betting partner. And the guys are telling me they've got Bernie, but they're getting him situated. I don't know what the deal is specifically, so I don't even know where to go with that. But for those that don't know, I, I, he's turning into a savant, Bernie. He said the Panthers were going to come back. Oh, he's ready. He's ready. Bernie, you said that the Panthers were going to come back and win, and they did. You said Tampa. You're laughing. No, I'm serious, man. And the guy, by the way, where's your totals? 1,127 games. We're having some internet issues here, uh, Bernie. So 1,000 games, 1,000 points, all the way. Bernie, you, everything happened in round one that you said would. How's that feel? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think I missed one, didn't I? Uh, St. Louis. Pretty darn close. But, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm pulling it up here right now. I don't know where to start, man. Do you want to look ahead or back? I mean, this is the one well, thing I wanted to say night. to you. Yeah, you go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Well, no, like those game sevens were ridiculous. The one last night. Both actually Toronto and then uh, the Edmonton one, and last night Calgary, Dallas was unbelievable. You feel bad for for Dallas because they played so hard. Their goalie played so great. Uh, to me, Calgary was just such a better team, but Dallas goalie just kept them in it all all night. It was unbelievable. Well, actually, here's the numbers I was looking for. Um, it was the third most games period played with so many going to game seven. 14 elimination games were played. 19 comeback wins in the series. 37% of all games featured a comeback. Six teams erased series deficits to come back and win the series. And then the hockey world's taking a day to collect our breath. And then round two begins tomorrow. I guess the big one I'll ask you is this. How did the Rangers in your mind come back and win and erase a 3-1 series deficit? Like... Um, Biznasty saying the refs in the NHL gave them the series. I, I wouldn't go that far, but how did they cave in Pittsburgh? How did Pittsburgh cave and the Rangers come back and win? Yeah, I wouldn't say Pittsburgh caved, and, and I wouldn't say the refs give, uh, give them the win, New York. It's just a bad rule, right? Like, that's just a dumb rule uh, when they scored the tying goal. That should never happen. They should be able to replay that and, and see what happened and, and just blow the play dead. Uh, I honestly think the minute Sid went down, I knew uh, they were in trouble. 
Uh, I know the goalie played, Jari played hurt last night and still played great. Uh, Malcolm was hurt. I, I just think Pittsburgh, pick New York with you guys. I was cheering for Pittsburgh because I always cheer for Sid. Uh, when Sid went down, I knew they were in trouble and, and he wasn't really healthy last night, but they, they outplayed them. Uh, out of the seven games, I think they outshot them five out of the seven games and, and definitely outplayed them. So I really think the wrong team won that. Uh, I think Pittsburgh plays such a great defensive style, uh, all five guys. But uh, new enough, I guess, their goalie played good last night. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, I don't know if you were watching. Because, again, I'm here in South Florida. I'm watching on TBS, and they're saying, game-time decision for Sid, game-time decision for Jerry. Ken Danico comes on and says, they're playing. It's game seven. (laughs) Why fiddle around? Well, of course you're not going to miss a game like that. Well, Sid's is different than Jari. Jari's ankle is bad, and you can see when he went off after the third period before uh, OT, he was limping pretty bad. And Malcolm, he's been hurt the whole series. You can tell he wasn't the same. I think with Sid, Sid's different because it's his head. Um, it's not that, you know, whether he was going to play or not, it's whether he would be allowed to play. That's the difference. He would play if he could, uh, but he had to get the okay from the doctor. So obviously that happened. But I know if he was in for game six and, and game five, I, I really think it would have been a different uh, outcome. Bernie Nichols, NHL ambassador for Bet Regal, and here it is: eleven hundred twenty-seven NHL games played, twelve hundred and nine career points, and he called all but one of the eight first-round Stanley Cup series. I'm not going to see you for a week, Bernie, so now would be the best time to go with your second-round predictions. I'm sure you've thought about it. Um, I'll fire him out here if you don't mind. How do you think Florida Tampa is going to go? Well, what uh, I think Florida is probably the better team. I know. Um, the kid that went down point is, is a, you know, that's going to hurt Tampa a lot. The thing is with this series, I think Florida or Tampa has by far the best goalie. Um, and he can win the series. I really think Florida's going to win it, but it wouldn't shock me because like I said, I don't trust Florida's goalie and I definitely, uh, like Tampa's goalie. But missing point is going to be a big uh, negative for those guys. So I think Florida will win that. I got Panthers uh, in seven. Carolina and the New York Rangers. I've got the Hurricanes in six. I'm not going to ask you how many games, but who do you think wins the series? Yeah, I I think so too. Um, It all depends on goaltending again. Uh, New York's goalie is so good. And I know he didn't play great. Uh, most of the series, he played great last night, which was key. But I, I think uh, Hurricanes will win that as well. Brian Lawton on NHL Network saying, "Watch out for the Blues." I, I'm not buying uh-huh. it. Colorado, St. Louis. Well, I'm taking the Avalanche. I'm taking six. I think they'll win too, but they're not going to win this series. Yeah, as good as St. Louis has played, and and you know they're built for playoffs, um, and they played great. The last series, but God, I, I can't see anybody slowing down Colorado. I think the best chance they'll have is first game because they've been off for so long. But I, I think Colorado's the best team on that side. And I have saved the best for last. I'm on record as saying Flames 
and six. I gave the reasons why. What are you saying here today, Bernie, is going to win this series? Well, uh, I think, again, it comes down to goaltending, and I, I think Calgary has by far the best goalie uh, as much as, you know, um, the goalie played really well the last couple games for for Edmonton. You know, my, my argument there is too, uh, and I think if, if anybody wanted to, you know, to, to figure out who was the MVP in the NHL, if they watch the Edmonton game on Saturday night, McDavid is by far not even close, in my opinion, as the best player in the league, best player in the world. He, he played so well. Uh, I think Calgary can, can slow him down, and I think Calgary has the best goalie. So um, as much as me being an oiler, uh, I'm thinking Calgary as well. All right, there you go. Weekends at Bernie's. Those are his picks and mine. Sign up using the promo code LEGENDS at betregal.ca and get a special welcome bonus with BetRegal Bucks deposited right in your account. While, you, while I got you, Bernie, product of Halliburton, yep. Ontario, you're a Leafs fan and supporter. A viewer earlier said, what, if anything, needs to be fixed with the Leafs? We have a minute. <laughs> Can you do it in a minute? Well, let me, clar let me clarify something. It's my fiance's the the Leafs fan, so I cheer for her. I don't cheer for the Leafs. Uh, you know what? There's going to be a lot said. The Leafs are so close. Uh, their goaltender played great. Uh, they got great skill. I love the the changes they made uh, this year. They got the bottom six guys are young, really talented. They got good coaching. I think to get the Leafs over the top, you need that big stud defenseman. And you're not going to find them because there's only a couple in the league. The Headmans, you know, uh, guys like that. That's that's where that's all they're missing. They, they got a great team, but uh, like I said, they ran into probably the only team on that side, in my opinion. That if they had a one, that I think they go right through. So, for the Leafs fans, their team played great all year. They entertained you all year. Uh, they ran into just a better goalie and maybe a better team, two-time defending Stanley Cup champs. So they got nothing to worry about. Their, their future looks really good, in my opinion. Great analysis, Bernie. Uh, love our visits. We'll chat with you in a week. Enjoy the hockey. You got it. You too. Thank you. Bet Regal, NHL ambassador, and Rangers and Kings great Bernie Nichols. Viewer takeover next. Charlie Simmers on the way today as well. You're watching the RP Show live from Beach House Pompano in South Florida on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and of course, 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It's what we call viewer takeover, and we're going to mix in viewer comments with breaking news here live from the Beach House in Pompano Beach, Florida. And by the way, coming up in hour two, Charlie Simmer, I cracked the text line. Everything seems to be working fine now. You can always reach us. The number's on the screen, 902-518-3033. Pick up the phone and text RP, 902-518-3033, as we broadcast live nationally on Game Plus TV across Canada and the United States. 
couple things. One, DG writes in from the Bridge City. He says, where the heck is it? Morning, guys. Great to see the field set for the Centennial Cup and Estevan next week. The Pickering Panthers, coached by former Leaf Rob Pearson, claim the OJHL Championship Sunday night to close out the field. Here is the field, Roddy. The Estevan Bruins, Flin Flon Bombers, Brooks Bandits, Dauphin Kings, Red Lake Miners, Sioux Thunderbirds, Pickering Panthers, Ottawa Junior Senators, College Francais Longay, and the Summerside Western Capitals. Signed, DG in Saskatoon. Yes, one week from today, we'll be broadcasting live from the Centennial Cup in the beautiful city of Estevan. I can't wait. Uh, oh, by the way, Clark, can you go into the text line? And you'll see a message here from Todd B. in Red Deer. And he's posted a photo. He took us golfing on Saturday. So we got a few minutes left in this segment. If you have time, Clark, go into the text line, the 902 line, and pluck that photo out. Looks just so darn good. And while we do that, Ken Pearson is watching on television in Nipawa, Manitoba. And he says, whoa, Vegas, change is happening. So we go to the big board, and here it is. The Vegas Golden Knights Monday morning fired coach Peter DeBoer in the aftermath of missing the playoffs for the first time in their five-year franchise history. Throw the, throw the photo up, Clark, if you don't mind. This came from Todd in Red Deer. We love the user-generated photos, as they say, the user-generated content. I hope that we gave you a lift on Saturday golfing uh, in Red Deer, Todd. Thanks for supporting us and taking us wherever you go. Back to the breaking news, General Manager Kelly McCrimmon made the announcement and thanked DeBoer for his work with the organization. Last minute of play in hour one, last minute of play. Vegas failed to qualify for the playoffs after a barrage of injuries compounded by salary cap problems wreaked havoc on the lineup, most notably in goal. This is my favorite team, the Vegas Golden Knights. Got a lot of friends with the organization, so... DeBoer's the problem. Okay. Islanders. The New York Islanders Monday morning hired longtime Barry Trotz assistant and right-hand man Lane Lambert to succeed him as coach. General manager Lou Lamorello announced Lambert as Trotz's replacement a week ago after firing the Stanley Cup winning coach with what one year left on his deal. A another Black Monday. Lane Lambert, Swift Current product, I believe. The new head coach of the New York Islanders will kick all this around, plus the Drew Brees news with the Moose when he rejoins. And Charlie Simmer's going to be with us, too, on Game Plus after this break. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.